0: Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Glory be to our God. How pleasant it is for brother joy together in unity. It's like the oil upon Aaron's beard, even going down to the hem of his garment. We shall rejoice today and bless his holy name on this third Sunday, uh, 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 this third Sunday of Advent. And so let us prepare with a word of prayer, prepare our hearts to receive the truth of our God. Mighty God, we thank you for waking us up this morning, starting us, Lord, on our way. Bless us right now with to come with humility and submission to your will. Father, we're desperate for healing as we're dealing with so much loss and grief right now, God, and those who are fighting and struggling through different diseases and ailments, almighty God. God, comfort your church and may your church comfort one another through your comfort, through your grace, and through your peace. Father, help us, O God, to receive your gospel message and express it in obedient living that brings glory and honor, Lord, unto your name. Bless us, Almighty God, that we hear your truth today, your preach and your teach word, and that we might have it hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Lord, help us as we want to see Jesus. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning to you. Thank you for joining Zion on this morning. You can by your joining on the Facebook or YouTube or on Zion's website or maybe even through the app of Zion. also want to share you are able to give online as we're unable to meet in this place. You're still able to give online, whether it be through the app or text to give. Uh, you can set it up right there, free and secure. Also want to. Thank many of you who've been mailing in uh, your offerings. Thank you so much to God be the glory, for he supplies all our needs. And we thank you, God, that even through what we've been going through, you've been sustaining us, keeping us, and helping us. And so as we prepare to get into our text today, you can open up your Bible to the gospel according to Matthew, the 21st chapter, looking at verses 28 to 32. Our subject matter we're going to be dealing with is doing the will. Of the Father, and as we're in this uh, third week of advent and celebrating the coming of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who died on the cross uh, to save our sins, let us uh, think about how we too can respond uh, to this great message by a a response of obedience and repentance as we're going to look into our text today. And as we look at our text today about doing the will. Of our Father, we're going to talk about how we must be obedient uh, to the call to our Father. And oftentimes, there's obstacles to us believing. Is that we are, excuse me, there's obstacles to us doing because the obstacles of our believing. And I want you to ponder and think about uh, this morning as we unpack our text. Who do you believe in? Why do you believe? We believe people and resources and other things. We trust when we do not trust some someone or something who are not in our circle of trust. We are slower to believe what they tell us is true. Uh, We are also slow to receive any information that's contrary to what we already know. This comes from our ego of self. We are more likely to trust ourselves, believing that we know better than to go by something might tell us contrary to what we Already know. Our ego, our pride, gets in the way over time from establishing, making ourselves feel that we might be experts or professionals in areas in our lives that we hold on to that information. So when someone comes and challenges us and we don't know where they're coming from, we first reject them and not believe them. And so, how can we grow in this area is to have a heart of humility of heart of of be able to be teachable and learning so that we might grow and gain knowledge and understanding and have the humility to understand i do not know everything uh, god is teaching us humility in accepting His gospel message and acceptable behavior in receiving this gospel message is humility. And that response is reflected in our repentance. The great love of God for his children was expressed by his desire to have us come to know him through humble submission. Therefore, he sent Jesus to show us the way. Jesus came humble. He came meek. And he showed us that he can have all power and all authority, but yet be submissive and submit to the leaders and the rulers here on earth, knowing that he is lords of Lords. And so Jesus came to redeem us with this precious gift of salvation by dying on the cross and shedding his blood that we might be redeemed. And so may we come to understand that this obedience and this repentance life. The father's calls us to is that we must subject ourselves to the obedient will of God, our father, which brings us to our text for today. I want to encourage us that we will learn to believe the gospel message and show our acceptance of this gospel message by our action of repentance and the call of righteousness by God, the father, through our faith of the son of Jesus Christ. Jesus is addressing the chief priests and elders of the people and others who are gathering in the temple. But primarily the chief priests and the elders, he is challenging them by they came first asking him, by what authority are you doing these things and who gave you this authority? That's Matthew 21, verses 24 to 25. And so Jesus responds to their attack on his authority, his character. And his countenance, it says, I tell you by what authority I do these things. If you answer one question, Jesus replied, Did John's authority to baptize come from heaven or was it merely human? They talked it over among themselves. If we say it was from heaven, he will ask us why we didn't believe John. Jesus is addressing their reception or lack thereof the baptism of John. Jesus looking to address the rejection of John and it, and basically the rejection of God. So he goes into this parable, which is our study, our focus text and study for this morning. Matthew twenty one verses twenty eight to thirty two. And so when we look at, at this text, I want you to highlight here that they're challenging Jesus by his authority, but Jesus pointing out, but then whose authority was? John and he's highlighting to them that if you are not receiving the message, you are rejecting God. And as you're rejecting God, because you're rejecting God's messenger and message. And so here is the parable he gives. But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard today. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went away. Then the father told the other son, you go. And he said, yes, sir, I will. But he didn't go. Which of the two obeyed his father? They replied the first. Then Jesus explained this meaning. I'll tell you the truth. Corrupt tax collectors and prostitutes will get into the kingdom of God before you do. For John the Baptist came and showed you the right way to live, but you didn't believe him while tax collectors and prostitutes did. And even when you saw this happening, you refused to believe him and repent of your sins. Understanding this parable, this parable teaches us on repentance in response of God's message, belief in God's word to be evident in a changed lifestyle. The response of repentance. And so we look at this text. We see the first son. But what do you think about this? A man with two sons told the older boy, son, go out and work in the vineyard. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went anyway. So the father comes to the first son. The New Living says has it as the older son. And he's trying to see that, will you go and do the work? The message is given and we see the response. The son answered in the negative. I won't go. Again, we see again, how do we receive the message? The father comes to the first son with a message. He gives him back a negative response. And so his first response was negative. His first response shows that I'm not going to do it. And he, so maybe some information challenged him. Maybe he was not feeling it. Maybe he was just an absence against the father. And he just says, you know what? I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do what you ask me to do. Sometimes the truth comes to us and we receive it and we're just like, I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to follow it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to acknowledge it. I'm going to leave it alone. And so think about what was hindering him from receiving this message. Uh, What did he have against the father that he rejected or what did he have against maybe the vineyard? And sometimes the same thing as us in this gospel message. Maybe we didn't receive this gospel message the first time we heard it. Maybe we weren't accepting it this first time that we heard it. But now we see that there was a change of heart that he later on went to do. He internalized the message and it changed him. The son answered, no, I won't go. But later he changed his mind and went. Anyway, the second son gives lip service only. The father then told the other son, You go. And he said, Yes, sir, I will, but he didn't go. Uh, he said the father what the father he said to the father what the father wanted to hear, but yet he did not do what the father wanted him to do. Uh, what we need to understand is that We must honor God, not just with our lips, but with our actions. So in this parable of the two sons, it's similar to the parable of the prodigal son, right? A father has... Two sons, we, we see here that, right, we have a rejection and an acceptance by verbal acknowledgement, but yet we see the action showing something different of these two sons here in this text, right? We see one that says no, but then changes their mind and do. You have one that says yes, but does not go and do what needs to be done. Jesus's questions of this parable serves as a condemnation to the intended audience. Uh, He wants to see, will you live out what you confess? We are to live out what we say. Actions speak louder than words. Truth be told, some people may never, ever hear you speak, but may observe how you live. This life we live needs to be bent and shaped under the guidance of God's wisdom and understanding. We must understand that in order for me to be in the position I need to be, I must know the starting position of humility and submission, bowed in the, pres- in the, in the presence of God's great, awesome, magnificent will. This life of obedience is expressed And my humility, my willingness to lay down and to and to basically let go and know that God is in. Control. Uh, Same kind of a situation, and you're going for a surgery or procedure that anesthesiology basically has to shut your body down in order for you to have no pain and discomfort, so that the work can uh, be done. The same way, we too must be able to submit ourselves, surrender, and know that our God, Hallelujah, is going to work on us and help change us and renew us in the same situation. Right? There's a recovery process. Right? It's not going to be easy, but yet by His grace, by His mercy, by the Holy Spirit, we will have the strength and the endurance to not live by the flesh, but live by the Spirit. And see how Jesus questions their understanding of the pair by asking, are they willing to be changed? Are they willing to be obedient? Are they willing to accept The message and the word, the prophetic message of John that has been given to you. Are you willing to receive the prophetic message right now in the presence of you in Jesus Christ, the incarnation of God himself? But they're not willing to do that. He asked them the question right in verse 31, which of the two obeyed his father? They replied the first Then Jesus claimed this meaning. I tell you the truth. Corrupt test collectors and prophets will get into the kingdom of God before you do. He is asked them a question and they are unable to answer it. Satisfactory. What is going on with them? They condemn themselves. And this is when it hits them that they understand that, man, he is hitting us with his truth. He is addressing us and attacking us. With His truth, and so what we must do, what we must do, we must basically understand how to internalize the Word of God. Jesus says, "You did what?" He opens them up by attacking them, asking them, saying, "And what authority uh, do you see? Do you receive John?" And he's highlighting this in this parable for them. And so here's the challenge: Are we living a changed life? Or are we just giving lip service? Jesus came to show the way. And so he's trying to find out, are you living out this way? And so here's the challenge. Are we receiving this message or are we just giving him lip service? Again, we have the great example in Christ. And so the testimony of rejection is a testimony of their own rebellion. And here's a situation that many of us have that same kind of testimony that we rejected him, that we rebelled against him, that we ran, uh, that we have not responded to the will of God. And so in this process of that, uh, when we were running and rebelling against God, uh, that we heard God calling us, but we decided to go in another direction and waited for God to bring us back in in his presence. And here's the challenge that for many of us that we have that testimony, that we realize that, When I came to my senses, when I realized I internalized this message and received this truth, I understand this is the life I should be living. And the other aspect we see is the patience of our God, that there's none righteous. All of sin fallen short of the glory of God. There's no one that's got it right. There's no one that's got it together. We are not righteous on our own, but by the grace of God, we are called righteous by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. Christ. And so when we give our hearts to God and allow him to lead us and guide us, then we know that God is working in us and through us and changing us. And we see that change in our action and in our behavior. Not only do we say it, But we work out, we walk out what we confess. God is looking at our hearts as he hears our words. And so that's why we need to let our yeas be yeas and our nays be nays. We need to speak and be honest and be men and women of integrity by walking out this gospel. The world is in desperate need of witnesses of Christianity that shows us what love looks like, that shows us what mercy looks like. What shows is what forgiveness looks like. We have great examples of what hatred looks like, what animosity looks like, what revenge looks like, but yet what well, we can show them that faith in God is something to behold. Now, oftentimes people don't believe anything without evidence. And so basically they say you gotta have faith, as if faith is lacking evidence. Nope faith is not without evidence. Our faith is based on evidence. Our faith of our salvation is based on what Christ and God has done in the past. Our faith in God is based on his Bible, his truth. This is evidence of who God is. Is. So faith is not based without any evidence. Faith is based on evidence. on Christ, the solid rock. I stand all over the ground is sinking, saying when I place my faith in God, I'm trusting him and therefore I will obey him and walk it out. And so this is the challenge that we have in doing the will of the father by believing what God said is true, because the evidence shows us that it is true. The history, the archaeology, the technology has defended and shown the faith and the liability of God's word. And so here it is that John is prophetically telling them how they must repent and be baptized or not receiving it. Here is God himself in the flesh. Before them, talking to them, they are not receiving it. So I want to point out that people not believing something is not because of lack of evidence, but it's just their lack of submission and humility and trusting the truth of God's word. But here it is. I want you to be encouraged that God does not give up on us. But instead, he gives us an opportunity to repent and turn it around and get it. Right. Thank God for his grace and his mercy, his patience, his love for us. that he gives us a chance to respond with the proper action. So let us be mindful that we don't get caught up that we as Isaiah 29, 13 says that these people say they are mine. They honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And the worship of me is nothing but man made rules learned by rope. Let us not get caught up with lip service. Let's not get caught up just saying that God is real, but not living it out. Maybe learn how to believe in the gospel for ourselves. selves. As I think about this, I, I remember a story, an illustration I heard back in college. A man was talking about a professor having an argument with his class about God not being real. And, and so most of the students were intimidated by this professor. They didn't want to argue. Uh, with this professor because they didn't want to become and be made foolish in the presence of his argument that God is not real. But a student in the back decided to challenge and timidly raised his hand and told the professor, I I believe that God is real. The professor is trying to base on acts of facts and science and evidence saying, how can you prove and know that God is real? And so, The student decided, well, you know, I've been eating on this apple right here and uh, I can tell you that this apple is good. And, And you may not know how good this apple is, but I know how good this apple is because I've tasted and seen for myself. And if you have not tried God as I've tried God, you too won't know how good God is. I wish I can encourage somebody to understand here that you gotta try Him for yourself and believe Him for yourself and you too will find out that God is rich. Do the will of the Father. Trust his word. Do what God calls you to do. and I bet you you'll see benefits and blessings and graces and mercies coming upon you just because of the favor of the Lord is real. He blesses those who do his will. Blessed are the righteous. Blessed are the peacemakers. There will be attitudes of Matthew fifth chapter tells you of the blessings of the submissive humility will of God when you do his will does not mean you won't have no pain you will not have no suffering christ himself suffered and died but the blessing of eternal salvation cannot compare to the limited trials and tribulations here on this earth so get right church and let's go home understand that today is the day to confess and believe to know that he is god because this world will pass away there's an expiration date somewhere he is stamped on this earth god knows the time And he knows the day. We do not know the day nor the hour. But one thing we know for sure, that Christ is coming back. We got the evidence already here that he's come here once. He says, I'm going to come back. Again, and, and I want to be ready when Jesus comes. And So while we're celebrating the birth of our Lord and Savior Jesus, or while we're celebrating the, the birth of a manger and spreading gifts and cheers with one another, may we bless him. May we honor him by showing life of repentance and acceptance right now and give God back what he's given to us. Praise and worship. Give back our lives to him because he's given us life. So I encourage. Taste and see for yourself. The Lord is good. And you will see that obedience is better than sacrifice. And you'll be able to answer who did the will of the father. And may that be you. Let us pray. Father, Lord, we just thank you uh, for how great you are towards us, Lord, in the midst of our rebellion. Our rejection, our pride, and our ego—you have not given up on us. So, Father, we want to continue to surrender to you and turn to you. Lord, move in this place, move in our hearts, move in our minds. Have thine own way, Lord. We pray. Amen. Again, thank you so much for joining. Again, you can continue to stay connected with us through our app, online, uh, through Facebook, and our website. And so thank you so much. If you enjoyed this message, please share like it with someone else. And uh, we'd be encouraged to celebrate you come uh, the fourth Sunday in Advent leading up to the uh, celebration of the birth of our Lord, the Savior, Jesus Christ. Remember, Jesus loves you. And so do I. Until we meet again.